We all face some silent struggle, but trust me, you are not alone. I'm your host, MJ, and every week we break down a challenge, success, or struggle with someone who's also been through it. We learn from lived experience and love to share tools, resources, and concepts that might help you get off the struggle bus. Interested? Subscribe for more. Let's get into it. We are back, and today I have a very special person that I get to speak with who I met at PodFest Global. So like, she's not even in the US, guys. I found her fascinating because I attended her session on burnout. And if you all know me, I am queen burnout and we are trying to fix that. That's why we are getting off the struggle bus. So I am going to do a quick intro of Madurima Sapati. She is a freedom soul coach. She's taught over 4,000 students through her course on Udemy and seems like she's doing the podcast things and has a whole group of folks that she supports on Slack called Stress Busters. Any opening words, Madurima? For sure, yeah. I'm super excited to be here and do this podcast with you. I see the work that you're doing. I'm going down the rabbit hole with the things you're posting on Instagram. So I feel like it's a good thing we are stalking each other <laughs> when it comes to the work that we are doing. I am super excited to be here to talk with you guys about burnout and about my community and be a space where I can support you with whatever is coming up for you at the moment. Yeah, definitely. How did you even get into this work? Ooh, you know what? That's a really long story. But it actually started with the fact that I have been an ambitious kid pretty much all my life. It's not bad to be ambitious, right? Like I am still an ambitious person. But back then, I didn't have any idea as to how to harness that energy. And what usually happened was I used to constantly fall sick because of stress. Being ambitious, I obviously had to choose the difficult route. People were like, do you choose the easy route or the hard route? And I'm like, hard route for me. <laughs> and things didn't necessarily pan out the way I wanted them to. I was preparing for medical here in India. And oh. it's extremely competitive here. Like, I had to take a gap year and both the times during the gap year as well as before I lost my seat by a couple of marks oh. I'm kidding you a couple of marks sends you back like thousands of people so is that competitive <laughs> and I remember I was just like yo what the hell I was constantly falling sick even during that time I remember a really funny incident that I used to go to a doctor who was very strategically placed right near mm -hmm. our college and uh, every time I used to go visit him he would take one look at me he'd be like you go to that college right I'm like yeah and they were like it's stress you don't even know what I'm going to say you don't even know what I am going through right like no no it's stress I'm like but I have a fever stress I have a cough and cold stress I have stomach aches stress I have digestion issues stress anything I would say I have insomnia stress I say what the goddamn hell is up with this thing I was like either this doctor is a completely loony person who is not here to listen to my problems and what I was trying to do and presenting me with a solution he was just trying to eat off my money or stress was actually the villain in all of this entire scenario and eventually down the line things didn't plan out the way that I wanted them to I didn't get into medical I joined the hmm. hotel industry Okay. The pandemic hit us. Yeah, the pandemic hit us. Before that, a lot of other things were happening in my personal life. I decided to join an ad agency. Burnt out like there was no tomorrow. Oh right? my like, gosh. 
Yes, an ad agency. I used to work for an ad agency too. There are a lot of things I want to unpack about what you just said, right? So first of all, my first question, is it really the stress to blame or is it the outside pressure from the world to be like in the medical field or to be all these things that are expected of us, right? As brown girls, right? Who are supposedly supposed to be great and our families want us to be set up for success. I get that. But success for us doesn't necessarily look like what it is in our parents' head. My college experience too, I definitely was not in the medical field. Somebody would die (laughs) if I was ever in the medical field. And this is talking as a Filipino, right? (laughs) I ended up in marketing actually. So I was working full-time at an ad agency while going to school at night, right? And talk about burnout at an ad agency. Girl, I know that feeling because as I was moving up the ranks, they wanted to promote me, right? And then I realized that the majority of their money was made by affiliate marketing ads and web ads in Germany, right? But the ads were for porn and I was like "Mm, maybe not this so talking about burnout Mm -hmm. I only lasted maybe three years at that ad agency how was that experience for you you are a saint for lasting for three years I lasted like three to five months I think was my entire journey (laughs) I I was so burnt out. Oh my gosh. You know what? Actually, I want to start off with blessing my mom and dad because obviously there is that aspect of what do you want to be? You should be set up for success and all of that. But it was actually my mom who made me quit the ad agency when I was burning out. Oh, we love that. Yeah, she's like a supportive queen. I love her a lot. And if she's listening to this podcast episode... Thank you, mama. Please feed me. Yeah, no. I was like, please feed me good food because I'm praising you. She is honestly such a queen. But I feel like in those three to five months where I was working at that ad agency, I was into marketing as well. I was into digital marketing. And it was so chaotic. The environment was so toxic. I remember it It was before COVID, just before COVID, right? Like it was to, in 2019. And I was working remotely because the distance from here to the office was like, really like, it would take me two hours to go there, two hours to come back. And that was, yeah, and that was if I would get those rides quickly traveling to and fro. And I used to be so irritated. I used to, because I am an introvert, right? Like my social energy would go down. What do you you mean you're an introvert? (laughs) I am such a huge... No, I'm the same. I am not even kidding. People look at me, they're like, Masuma, you're an extrovert, right? I'm like, no, I have to prepare for a meeting like two weeks before the meeting happens because I'm like, I have to be present and I have to be in my, I love being this, right? I love being this because it's my chaotic self (laughs) and I've embraced it completely. Yes, and, right? But I also know that I don't do like meeting people really. I'm happy meeting people online like this, like, I can do that, not an issue at all. But having to leave the house is, it's like, I am not even going to reach the bus. I'm always going to be in the struggle. <laughs> because I'm like, no, I'm not doing You're that. You're going to come on the bus with us? <laughs> Virtual bus? Hell yes. Imaginative bus? Hell yes. You want me to actually climb a bus? I'll be like, please let me know 
two business weeks ahead of time so that I'll get prepared for it. But yeah, I am a major introvert. <laughs> and I remember I was working from a very remote environment. And even then, that was decided on the day of the interview. I let the boss know that, yo, this is too far away. I won't be able to travel every single day here. And my present wasn't necessarily necessary throughout the time, right? Like I was creating content and I could do that sitting at home. I didn't necessarily have to be there. A few occasions where team meetings were happening and all of that stuff. But oh my God, it was hung over my head as if the boss was doing such a great sacrifice by having me work remotely. And I'm like, we discussed this ahead of time. This is not a benefit that you're providing me. This is something that we had discussed in our terms and conditions. And it was overall very toxic. I remember when I decided to quit because I was working day in and day out. We had clients based out of India. We had clients based out of the US. And it meant like working a lot. Right? Mm. I didn't think it would be that exhausting. But creating six different types of content for different clients can be exhausting as hell. So tiring. And I was the only content writer and sometimes I had to direct the graphic designer as well. I had to do a lot of work. I had to talk to customers. I had to talk to the clients. I had to ask them for a problem. I'm like, this is way too much. My job responsibilities kept adding on and I'm not bashing up. Yeah, boss, yeah. Right? No. Uh, he did what he could with the knowledge that he had. So I'm not angry with him anymore. I have let go because I know that running an agency is not really a piece of cake. You have to do a lot of things. Completely understand. Doesn't mean that my experience was not what it was. When I quit, I remember I was so exhausted. I was constantly irritated. I hated writing. Like The minute my phone would ring or my laptop would ping with a message, I was like, oh my God, not again. I remember I was like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling so suffocated? Why am I having these panic attacks all over again? Because it had been an year since the panic attacks had stopped for me, but I was constantly anxious and had panic attacks. And speaking about this gives me like... Uh, oh no, we need to take a breath <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Happy no, to. It's all cool. I'm used to it. <laughs> but honestly, it, it was very exhausting and I didn't know why that was happening. And then I realized, I think towards the end of the journey with my work there at the ad agency that it was happening that way because I hadn't written for myself for mm. a very long time. You know what I mean? Like writing was my hobby. It still is. Like I still write fan fictions and novels and I've done a lot of things like that. That is happening behind the scenes right now. But yeah. back then I had stopped writing for myself and writing was a way for me to express myself. I'd be like, oh yeah, the sunlight is... Uh, filtering through the leaves and the wind is blowing and I can see the particles floating in the air and I'm like this is beauty this is what I am feeling right now that is what happiness for me at this particular moment feels completely chaotic but that was how I used to express myself and I hadn't expressed myself for a really long time and eventually I was like I can't do this anymore and it was a very difficult decision I'm not gonna lie like a lot of people think it was easy but at that point of time I was the only source of income for the house so it wasn't really an easy decision for me to decide to quit what was a really good income stream. My mom was like, you have to do this because I don't want you to break down in trying to ensure that all of us are happy. And I was like, okay, bless you, mom. But I was like, you know what? Okay, I understand. I have to quit. I love what you said about writing and how you realized you faded out because you weren't doing something for yourself. And sometimes it feels like the biggest risk 
to choose yourself. Bless your mom for recognizing that you need to choose yourself in this moment to yeah. have your whole, to have, to bring yourself back to whole. How did you get back into writing? Like, how did Ooh, you restart? Yeah. yeah, I actually wanted to answer one of the questions that you oh. asked because that was such a beautiful question. Oh, um, what was the question? It was, it was, do you burn out? because of the pressures outside or is it because of stress like you're experiencing all of the things oh, and yes. <clears throat> I feel like this is a very controversial statement but I'm gonna say it nonetheless stress is how you respond to a situation how you as an individual respond to a situation that's happening externally and when I say that, a lot of people are like, then is it not the fault of the people around us? Is it not the fault of the pressure that we're experiencing? Yes. Okay. Yes, I hear you. But it is how you respond to that situation. Just where things change, right? If I am in a chaotic environment and I have absolutely no way of controlling it, then I need to change how I respond to it or I need to leave, which is what I did with the ad agency. I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. I have to leave. I would have continued to sacrifice myself if it wasn't for the support of my mom. She was like, take care of yourself first. I wouldn't have done that because I think you understand it. As brown girls, we have that self-sacrificing mode activated constantly, right? The amount of <laughs> unlearning that I'm doing in therapy, girl. Whew. I know it's like crazy because I was like I learned a lot during that time and I realized that a lot of times it is simply how you respond to a situation because the thing is let's be honest anything that's happening around us can trigger our mind to be like this has happened in the past it has hurt us so we need to get prepared to either fight the situation run away from the situation or freeze in the situation or people please our way out of the situation or simply faint like stop gosh yeah just i'm sorry i'm tuning out of this situation kind of a thing but that happens automatically a lot of times you're not mm -hmm. even aware that we are in that stress response of fight flight freeze fawn or faint right if you faint you probably won't be aware of it as well but the thing is if you notice that you are responding from the stress cycle, you can take a step back. You can calm yourself down. You can move through those emotions, not by ignoring it, but actually moving through those emotions and then step in from the logical perspective of what is actually happening here. Is this someone attacking me or is this simply the situation that I am in and what can I do? That is how you subvert the stress response and be like, I'm going to take care of myself and then I'm going to step in. That's pretty much all there is. If you do that, if you manage your stress properly, you won't burn out. I used to think burnout was caused by all these heavy things. But at the end of the day, it's simply stress that hasn't been managed properly for a really long period of time. It's not that I am feeling stress for the very first time in my life and tomorrow I'll burn out. It's stress that I've been feeling for a really long time. And my body's like, this girl is not taking care of herself. We need to shut down so that we can take care of her, get her back to normal, and then present her back to the world. That mm. is what burnout basically is, according to my perspective. It's the body's last defense mechanism to ensure that we can come back to the normal space. Unfortunately, even in burnout, we have this tendency of pushing further. We are like, I am not able to work. That must be a me issue. That basically means I need to do more. I am not enough. 
I need to mm. keep learning. I need to keep doing more. I need to keep doing more. I need to keep doing more. That's basically just extending the burnout period because the body is, we need you to pause. Like we are doing so much to ensure that you pause <laughs> and you're not pausing. Yeah, I kind of flew off on a tangent there. You are actually reading me the riot act right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know my life? I know we just met last week, but like what? I've made a pact with myself that I will not end up in the hospital this year for burnout because it's consistently happened for the past three or four years. And it took me some time to realize that my burnout, I have a tendency to thrive in Mm -hmm. toxic chaotic work environments but it took years of therapy to realize that it was because I was perpetuating the toxic child abuse trauma response getting through it and I realized I was perpetuating it in work cycles right in my actual career right with politics very stressful very toxic (laughs) (laughs) but I will say this unlearning right One, choosing myself. Two, giving myself a creative platform to sort of, this is what this podcast is, because I've realized that I process things by speaking and by speaking about my goals, it's actually something that helps manifest those things. You function really well under pressure. A lot Mm -hmm. of people do under toxic pressure or under the fact that a lot of things are happening around them and they're like, I can do work right now. That basically happens because stress is not always bad. Stress can be good. It's called eustress. And there is this study done about the stress productivity curve, where if we don't have any stress in our life, we are basically in a zone called as bore out, which is where we experience the same things as burnout, but it's because we don't have any stress, right? This is what usually happens with retirees fresh retirees who have been working their butts off for 50, 60 years now. And then suddenly they're like, you can do whatever you want to do. People are like, what am I supposed to do? So that can be something that happens. A little more amount of stress actually gets you into the comfort zone. This is when things are happening around you and you're like, this is all fine. This is in my comfort zone. I can get all of these things done. I'm not stressed out about it. Then you reach the peak of the curve. It's like an inverted bell curve, basically. And when you reach the peak of the curve, that's the optimal spot, right? That's the good spot because that is where the amount of stress you're experiencing is letting you be as productive as possible, right? This is, for example, you have been postponing and procrastinating on writing your college articles that was due like three months down the line, but... Now the article is due like tomorrow at 11.59 p.m. or tonight at 11.59 p.m. and you're just sitting down to write that article at 8 o'clock. You finish what took you three months, three hours. You finish everything in three hours and you submit it and you're like, I'm done. That is because that good stress motivated you to actually finish the, get the job done, right? Beyond that, however, if the stress keeps increasing, for example, you are having internet issues as you're about to submit freaks people out. If the stress keeps increasing, that's when your productivity decreases. That keeps happening for a long duration of time, you end up in the burnout phase. So stress is good. You need to just figure out what is good motivational things for you, right? If I put a close deadline for myself with no consequences, for example, I'm like, I am going to finish editing one episode of my podcast today, no matter what, right? I put that deadline and I stick with that deadline. 
that is good motivation for me because time constraints help me function better. I am chaotic like that. I get the job done. So <laughs> figure out what is good motivation for you. What is what are the things that motivate you to keep working? Because stress can be good. You just need to figure out what is good stress for you, what is bad stress for you. Yeah, definitely. Then we gotta find the sparkle of stress. What was the line that you gave me earlier? <laughs> sparkle of positivity stress. You need to add a sparkle of positive positive stress in your workflow. Okay. To kind of motivate you to get the job done. Gotta find these sparkles. <laughs> Gotta find the sparkles. Sparkles. Finding the sparkles of positive. We're doing this. <laughs> and in terms of burnout, everything you've said, I absolutely agree with. And I have a three-year-old right now. So my home is generally chaotic. Not necessarily mm. toxic, but chaotic. And mm. as somebody who, I'm a very organized person. If I'm just left to my own devices, everything is organized. Everything is clean. And I live by my calendar invites. <laughs> so if it's not on my calendar, it's not getting done. So that's another way I manage burnout. Mm. But to your point yeah. about stress is how you respond to external situations. Over the past two years, I'm learning that, right? My mm -hmm. kid is three. He started talking around two. <laughs> so I've had to navigate baby chaos. <laughs> yeah. If he's yelling mm -hmm. at me, I can't respond to him by yelling because he's not going to get it. So if he's right. giving if he's giving me like a 10 of screaming, I need to be at a two. Be like, listen, sir, like this is what's <laughs> happening. I know you're having a hard time. <laughs> I'm seeing it now a year later after he started speaking and we're like, we're speaking back to him, right? There are times where I could be having a moment too. And then he'll be like, Don't worry, mommy, just take a breath. <laughs> what? Like, first of all, not your responsibility to be managing me. But yay on you for hearing me. You'll see him in the corner sometimes and he's breathing. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, okay, I don't know what mindfulness they're teaching you at school, but I'll take it. Because <laughs> yeah. we didn't get that. Like, and that's why your job you. exists. <laughs> Honestly, though, kudos to you because you are creating that environment. You know how many times people just yell at each other without actually listening to each other? you are perpetuating a positive environment for your kid to be like, I say you, you need to take a breath. Do you want me to take a breath with you? That is honestly so good. Like, okay, yeah, you know what? You don't have to deal with my problems for me. You don't have to manage me. You don't have to take care of me. But you are doing it and I am grateful for that. And you're doing such a good job as a mom to creating that environment. Yeah, kudos to you, girl. Yay, thank you. And yes. And for the work that you do too, I love the fact that you're coaching other mindfulness coaches. Is that what the Stress Busters like, community is about? I've been putting myself into a box for way too long. I opened it up and I was like, I want to get down to the essence of it. So right now, support multi-passionate, ambitious dreamers. Okay. The essence, the energy that people usually have, right? Are you an ambitious person who wants to do a lot, but are you facing burnout? Okay, let's figure it out. Are you a multi-passionate person? Let's do it. Do you have really big dreams to achieve in life, but you are constantly told that's too big of a dream for you to achieve? No worries. We'll get you there. We'll figure it out together. I'm just open right now to support anyone with burnout and stress management solely because I've tried putting myself into a box and it didn't work. And I was like, I'm going to do whatever is most present for me. I'm going to help as many people as I possibly can. A lot of marketers are having a heart attack over there because we have been thought to be niche down. I hear you. I'm all up for niching down, but it doesn't work for me. 
basically the energy types like there are manifestors generators manifesting oh, generators this is a new concept Ooh, for okay. me oh human design is a culmination of astrology but also chinese numerology all of those things and they help you figure out what energy type or what human design are you i am a manifesting generator Ooh. and manifesting generators don't niche down they are multi passionate people they are the people who are doing it all who are constantly in the space of creation right like they don't need to wait 100 steps they don't need to go through that entire process to create something if they wish for it they can create it right about immediately if they wish to when i got into human design i was like that makes a lot of sense because i i don't like niching down that is not me at all i hate niching down <laughs> for myself for other people good for you i am not going to pour water over all your efforts that works for you great but you have to figure out what works for you i remember you asked me this question earlier what got you back into writing writing again and for me it took me 2 years i'm not even kidding it took me 2 years to get back to writing wow because back in 2019 i had no idea that i was burnt out because it wasn't such so much of a hype term as it is right now back then i was just like something's happening i am constantly panicked i have no idea what is happening and i need to do something to take care of myself and the best thing that i could do at that point of time was to leave the environment that i was in because i didn't have the right tools to manage it and even if you do if you for anyone listening out there even if you have the tools but it feels like nothing's working leave no one is worth your own mental and emotional peace gonna leave it at that because it's so powerful a lot of times we're trying to fix everything around us don't do that if it is not working out for you quit it's not worth the mental and emotional trauma that you're going through coming back to it i didn't know what burnout meant back then but it was i think towards the end of 2020 that i realized that ah i was burnt out that is what it was that is what the experience was and it took me six more months to get back and actually managed myself and then that was when i slowly got back into writing i got back into writing fan fiction because that is how i had started and it all started by rereading some of my fan fictions and being like i wrote that there are two emotions when you revisit your old work one is like i wrote that god <laughs> someone buried this stuff right and then there is the i wrote that hot dang this is amazing yeah that that is basically what i did i still can't write a lot like i used to but when i am in the mood i get behind it and i finish writing a lot it's awesome yeah i find myself being inspired to write after i read something and sometimes it doesn't even need to be like a professional development book so i got divorced in 2018 So I was journaling every day. I was working out, like reconnecting with myself because, you know, I was living by myself for the first time in my life. It was great. Right? It was hard, but it was great <laughs> to figure out my baseline. Right? Yeah. And so that. I never knew what it was like to live by myself or what, mm. you know, if left to my own devices, what I would be doing. But I'm so thankful that I had that year and a half of living by myself because in writing in my journal, writing was a way back to myself. I don't write fun fan fiction. <laughs> I'm not that creative. <laughs> I have written some of the shittiest fan fiction known to humankind and it was up on fanfiction.net right that was where we write. Okay. There there are a lot of writing platforms and I haven't removed it. 
<laughs> only because i was like i appreciate the effort i put in at that point of time because that was my best work back then it speaks to the importance of just starting because that's the road back to yourself especially after burnout and i think so often we don't realize it's burnout first of all i didn't realize it was panic attacks and then later on i didn't realize it was because i was burnt out i want to go back to hearing more about human design and how you mm. approach your work as a soul coach. Yeah. Can you speak about how human design and maybe spirituality work together in your work as a soul coach? Because I'd imagine they do. Yeah, they definitely do. But full disclosure, I am not a human design expert. Okay. I've just gotten very baseline information about it from what's available out there on the net. Okay. Uh, but there are so many amazing human beings who can lead you through it but it's basically about your energy types like how do you operate where do you operate from what is that energy like what are the things that as a manifesting generator my throat chakra is open which basically means that whatever I speak comes into reality it's those kind of things right so while I don't know too much about human design I invite all of you guys to check it out because it's pretty dope it's it actually is because I was reading that and I was like this makes so much sense to who I am as an individual. It was crazy. And I just saw the free version of my chart, right? Imagine if I had gone in depth. Spirituality for me, the reason why it worked so well into the work that I was doing is I actually started out as a spirituality coach. I started out as a soul coach. And this was towards the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. And I was getting into the coaching genre because a lot of my creative friends were entering into the coaching industry. And I was like, sounds exciting. What is this all about? I have had people reach out to me for support all my life. So I thought it was basically giving advice, which in reality is not what coaching is all about because you're genuinely sitting there and listening to people talk and you're just asking questions and you're just holding that space for them, ensuring that they are in a safe enough environment to share their stories with you and figure out the solutions together it's more of a partnership as opposed to me sitting on the couch and leading you like therapy does coaching and therapy both are right in their own space and both can work really well together a lot of people think that if I'm getting coaching I don't need to get into therapy but a lot of coaches will actually suggest that if you have a lot of things happening behind the scenes that you're working through it's always best to have a coach and a therapist that can support you on this journey together. I got into coaching and I was all about reconnecting with yourself because back then a lot of us were lost. Towards the end of 2020, COVID was becoming a normal situation back then. I was like, okay, you know what? A lot of us are feeling lost right now. And the best way to move through that is to have conversations with yourself and get back to yourself. And full disclosure, I hated spirituality. And there's a reason why. I grew up in a family where my mom and dad constantly used to talk about spirituality. We used to have tea talks, chai mm -hmm. talks about spirituality. And I used to love it, right? But there was a phase during my teenage years when spirituality was becoming a tool for a lot of fake gurus mm. to simply talk bullshit. I don't want to be associated with all of that. So I stepped out after my dad passed away and there were a lot of other things happening. I got back into spirituality, but I really connected with myself towards the end of 2020. I was coming out of the burnout phase and it helped me understand myself 
a lot that you know what if i understand myself i can manage my burnout better i can manage this experience better pretty much like what you did because that is pretty dope you mentioned that you understood what your baseline is and having awareness around that is so amazing because every time the way you are responding to a situation or the situation around you is not aligned with your baseline something needs to change like i need to exactly. maybe step back and i need to take care of myself before i can come back to the situation a lot of people have that concept of if i love what i do i'm not going to work a day in my life yes but do you know 60% of people who experience burnout are people who are extremely passionate about the work they do because they don't have any sense of boundaries they are doing something like i quit my 9 to 5 i am going to work my ass off to ensure that i achieve everything that i want to achieve and that usually leads to burnout i would like to close out with this what are three steps somebody can do to heal from burnout big picture mm. yes love it number 1 would be burnout is all about you disconnect from yourself disassociate from yourself you are just hating on yourself for everything that you're doing the biggest thing you can do is understand who you are reevaluate who you are as an individual what are the things that you love doing this might not be the top things on your list because it can be very difficult when you are experiencing burnout and all of those things so the next thing that you can do is actually reach out to friends and family members and be surrounded with love right be suffocated with love because you need people at that point of time to tell you that you are enough you are doing good you have done really great work in the past you're doing good right now so when you are surrounded by that love I feel like it's very difficult to actually look at yourself from a very hateful perspective. And I'm not saying that yay toxic positivity. No, no, you have to sit with those emotions, but you don't have to do that right off the bat. You can be surrounded by love. You can understand who you are as an individual and the next best thing you can do is just let it be isn't that ignoring my burnout no i am asking you to allow your body to move through that space be in a space where while your body is recovering from burnout you are managing all the other stresses that exist around you by understanding how you usually respond to stress and being like you know what this is a stressful situation i need to step back if you want to right i don't have the capacity to deal with this right now so i'm not going to deal with it step away from that situation if you can and come back to the normal state for yourself journaling is actually really powerful because it helps you express your emotions better right you could be you could write just a single line you could start off with that but i have noticed that when i am stressed out i can write like 10 15 pages about what i'm experiencing so don't put a limit to what you're writing allow yourself to express fully in whatever shape mm. or form you require to actually get those emotions out and honor those emotions for what they are they exist because something didn't work out in the past they are proof that something didn't work out in the past so you need to figure out a better way to move through this yeah so i hope that helps that helps a lot and thank you for those tips to that last point recognizing the patterns right i read this somewhere that's like insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So you have to do something different in order mm-hmm. to shake yourself out of it. Sometimes you just need to be in a different environment and talking to different people who aren't in the same bubble as you. 
Exactly. And yeah, don't hesitate in reaching out for help. I think that would be another point that I would like to add. Like you don't necessarily have to reach out to me if you don't want to, right? I'm not the only <laughs> coach out there helping people with burnout. If you don't like my energy, okay, but there are so many other people that you could potentially align with. So reach out to them, reach yeah. out to people that you align with and ask for support because you don't have to do it alone. You are not the only one who is going through this right now and you don't have to be the only one going through it you can ask for people to help you just lift you up take you from that situation and take care of you as you work through it I definitely align with your energy Madarima and I am so thankful that we got to meet at PodFest Global thank you so much for your time today and all the great insight it was such a great opportunity to just have a conversation with you around burnout I feel like there needs to be more conversations around burnout and stress management. You're not alone and it's not just in your location. This is mm -hmm. officially a global podcast with Madurima coming in from India. <laughs> All right, yes. folks. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yay. Bye. <laughs>